Good evening. Welcome to Employment Law Today. I'm your host, Eric Sauber. I'm an employment law and business law attorney, and I host this live weekly talk video show and this live video broadcast every Tuesday night from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where I have guests who discuss some of the most novel and interesting topics and issues that employers and business owners face today during these trying times. And in that regard, I'm very pleased tonight to have with us on the show our special guest, Ms. Sandra Kearney. Sandra is the president and CEO, founder of Human Power Solutions. Sandra, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Eric. I appreciate it. Sure. It's great to have you on. You know, really, I think we have some interesting topics uh, that you and I have uh, discussed and we'll be discussing tonight. So um, I definitely look forward to it. You too. And- Thanks. Yeah, for sure. I want to actually just tell our guests a little bit more about you, Sandra, and then I will read our topic and go into our questions. Um, All right, great. So as I mentioned, folks, our guest tonight is Sandra Kearney, CEO and President of Human Power Solutions. Sandra is a seasoned sales and management professional with small business owner experience in a variety of industries. Her early career was based in the service hospitality industry, including Marriott International and Brinker International, aka Chili's, where she received world-class training and gained valuable skills, experience, and knowledge of business processes and effectiveness. Sandy was always promoted quickly to higher responsibilities, working in leadership positions in the areas of marketing, management, employee relations, excuse me, and customer service. <clears throat> she earned her personal training certificate certification rather, in 2006, and discovered her ultimate passion in helping people to achieve greater results physically, mentally, and in every area of life. Sandy purchased New Life Health and Wellness, a fitness center, in 2008. She applied her sales, marketing, and process improvement skills and doubled the membership each year, growing quickly to over 500 members. She completed her goal in 2015 by selling the business at a healthy profit. Sandra has also spent the last seven years in the learning and development space. She launched her own firm, Human Power Solutions, in December of 2019. It has been an immediate success due to her network and focus on client experience. Sandy's ability to network, serve others, and connect people is a large part of her success. Sandy earned her her master's excuse me, in organizational leadership from Nichols College in 2018, and has a BS in chemistry from Assumption University. She lives in Westboro, Massachusetts, is the mother of three kids, two grandchildren, and has five siblings. And once again, uh, Sandy, Sandra, it's really great that you're joining us this evening. Thank you so much, Eric, for having me. I appreciate it. Sure thing, Sandy, sure thing. So I'm just going to share with our audience, consists of small, mid-sized businesses in various fields and professions, uh, our topic, which is, Comprehensive consulting for employers. You know, the thing is that running a business in these turbulent times can be quite challenging for any employer or any business owner. The issues of employee retention, a changing workforce that demands more flexibility via remote work, and a host of new laws, rules, and regulations really force businesses to react to conflicting employee demands on a near weekly basis. So the question becomes how do you? the business owner or the employer take control from time management to employee engagement <clears throat> and from leadership to company culture. You need a comprehensive approach. And that is where my next guest, Sandra Kearney, comes into the picture. Join me on this episode tonight, Employment Law Today, where Sandy and I will discuss 
uh, management consulting, employee engagement, and a host of advisory services for business owners. So, yeah, I think we're off to a good start, you know, Sandra. And I wanted to ask you um, one of the questions I asked all my guests so our audience can connect with you in a really powerful way. is like, tell us a bit more about yourself. Mainly, how did your career initially start out? And what prompted you to become involved with HR and consulting and to form Human Power Solutions? Uh, long story, but we won't go too long. Um, you know, okay. obviously I started my career off in hospitality, um, you know, growing up with a family of six, one of six, I was number five, you're always fighting, mm-hmm. you know, to, to please people, right? Sure. And that's pretty much what uh, what going to hospitality did for me. Um, and working for Brinker and working for Marriott, the they're two of the most premier hospitality um, companies in the world, even today. Mm-hmm. And what they really taught me and what I really took away from that is that all business and everything we do is revolved around people and people's happiness, um, as well as correct processes, right? So making sure that you have all the processes in place so that you can execute on what you're trying to do, as well as make people happy. Um, so there's a lot of moving pieces there. And, you know, I, I, I um, left Marriott uh, after I had my third child, I think. Um, <laughs> right. so it was one of those, you can't do <laughs> restaurants and that kind of thing when yeah. you have freezing kids. And, you know, I dabbled a little bit in, um, in recruiting for a couple of different uh, recruiting firms. So I, recruit, I, I sold the recruiting services as well as place people. So I really got a feel for what the employees were looking for as well as what the employers were looking for. So I did that while I was raising my kids. Um, and one of my sons got pretty sick. So I kind of had to take a step back from corporate and I decided to get my personal training certification just so I could work some different hours. And really it was just kind of, I love working. I was not going to be a stay at home mom. I tried that and just did Mm -hmm. not work. I like being out there with people. So Mm -hmm. I thought that would be really flexible. What I found was I really enjoyed helping people reach their goals. So in this case, it was nutritional health, wellness, all that. And so I, I got, I had an opportunity to purchase a gym. And so I purchased Mm -hmm. the gym kind of not really knowing what I was doing, but knowing that I wanted to help more people and I could figure it out. And it was a corporate gym. So many of the clients that I had that I served were from large corporations, Boston Scientific, Synovian. So I was working with executives and executives, when you're working with a personal trainer, like a hairdresser, you kind of hear it all. You hear Mm -hmm. struggles that they have personally, what's going on professionally, what's happening with their teams. And for seven years, that's pretty much what I did. And Mm -hmm. when I I decided to change my career and just sell the gym and just spend more time at home with my kids, my daughter was graduating from high school. My youngest son was a sophomore in high school. And I wanted to spend the last couple of years with them, you know, just not being at the gym all the time. Sure. I had a business coach uh, that last year. And he said, when I sold the gym, he's like, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I don't know. I have no mm-hmm. idea. And, and he had a training and development company. He said, why don't you come work for me? And I said, I'll give it a shot. Fell mm-hmm. in love. Just fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked for him for a year. And then I decided to go back and get my master's uh, in organizational leadership. Cause I just really didn't feel like I knew enough um, mm-hmm. to, to, you know, to, to help. I wanted to know more. So going back to get my master's at, at age 50 was pretty cool. It was a mm-hmm. really great experience and I met a lot of people. Right. And the, the, the correlation between personal training and coaching 
mm-hmm. it's pretty, you know, it's, it's pretty close. Um, yeah. so I love the space. I worked for this gentleman for about four years. Um, and honestly, I am an entrepreneur. I'm unemployable and I really wanted <laughs> to my way. Um, and so my way was serving the customers a little bit differently than what we were able to do. So I decided to go off on my own in 2019. So, Wow, that's quite a really great story there, Sandra. In terms of a very rich history, you know, I think our audience likes to kind of understand, like, what, especially our entrepreneurs in the audience, what made you um, find your path and, and what influenced your path. You know, what I hear is um, a couple of things that kind of jump out at me. One, I hear how different life, say, circumstances, like, may have, you know, created a certain need, uh, a change, right, perhaps. Maybe you need to have less hours or more hours at home. And so that led you to another path to take. And I also hear how maybe the prior experiences may have honed certain skills and given you knowledge of certain situations, like recruiting tells you about employee relations and then the gym with the executives telling you about their issues. So it's like our lives, I feel, events lead us in certain directions, and then we can learn from those experiences and then put it towards, it sounds like you put it towards what you're doing now. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, you know, mm-hmm. when you, when I think a lot of times with entrepreneurs and with business owners, um, when bad things happen, they, some, some of them just freeze. And I always take it and say, well, this, this happened. So what's the reason? I may not know it right now, but I know there's yeah. a reason moving forward. And so every, every event that's happened in my life, um, mm-hmm. it's always been, I, I can always look back and go, oh, that was that moment. And that's, yeah. what, that's what brought me here. Um, I'll be doing this till I'm 79, 80 mm-hmm. years old. I love what we're doing right now. So. <laughs> that's terrific yeah it's like that you know that spark i think a lot of entrepreneurs you know and i i've had my own law practice since 2001 <clears throat> one thing to learn is that you know when a problem happens an obstacle is, is faced you face an obstacle you have to sort of you can have uh, a normal human reaction you know whatever emotions might be there but then it's like okay what you know what do i need to do like to uh, solve this problem to find a solution and i think that many of our listeners in the audience who own their own business, who are employers, or even a high-level employee, it's like they're a solution-focused and based on, like, let's address the problem and not let it overwhelm us. And it sounds like that's what you're doing. And it sounds like that might be what your uh, company does <clears throat> for your clients, which kind of is a nice segue to my next question, which is um, about what are some of the macro-level and micro-level challenges that employers are experiencing in the workplace today? Oh, there's so many. Yeah. Um, really, you know, this, we have an hour long show. So we've got- <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I think the biggest thing right now is as the human. The, so we're human power solutions and that wasn't on purpose, but it is the human, the humanness. What we're finding on the macro level is that um, many companies, especially the larger ones, want to go back to the way it was. And uh, they're not they're not allowing for basically what what now is the the new normal um, of the hybrid leadership and the hybrid workplace. Um, so we're finding that uh, people wanted to keep everything separate, work life separate. And it it once you let the genie out of the bottle, it's out, right? So leaders uh, uh, they're having a hard time with that. Yeah, uh, that's that's a big issue. Employees are trying to figure out how can, how they can a have it all. You know, they want to be able to have that flexibility. They want to be trusted to have, uh, you know, to be to get their work done, and they don't want to be micromanaged. That's a big piece. I'll give you a quick example because that's kind of oh. what I do. 
Um, yeah. So I've got two 20 somethings. Uh, one just went to go work for Oracle and mm-hmm. one is uh, been working, is working for Fidelity. So they're one's 24, one's 22. Oh. And they, you know, we have these great, co- these rich conversations. Cause I'm, you know, as I tell them, I'm, they see me, right. I come and go as I please. I go to lunches. I go to networking mm-hmm. meetings. Sure. And I said, I paid my dues with corporate. You have to do that because the training that you're going to get from yeah. corporate is going to be invaluable for your life. Mm-hmm. But we talk about their manager styles a lot. And mm-hmm. my, my daughter has seen uh, in nine months, 10 months, you know, promotions and increases because she has managers that trust her. Mm-hmm. And she's, mm-hmm. she's doing her job and she does it well because she has some leeway. Yeah. My younger son going to work for Oracle, he's so excited about it. And he, he got this manager that he's like, mom, he, she's like, he's like, I have a number to hit and I can do it as I need to do it. He's like, mm-hmm. no one's going to be micromanaging me. And some uh-huh. of the other team members have people that are going to be micromanaging, you know, call, uh, call blitzes and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'm glad I don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think it's really understanding that this, the, the new generation coming into the workplace is looking for flexibility, trust mm-hmm. and, and numbers, you know, things that think goals that they can hit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I love how you told the story about your son and your daughter. Funny how you've actually mentioned their their bosses in a positive light in case they're watching the show tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, there's a lot more there too, I'm sure. And also additional things unpacked there. But before we do, um, we're actually at our first commercial break, if you can believe it. But we'll be uh, just um, let people know that folks you're listening to uh, and watching Employment Law Today. I'm your host, Eric Sovereign, employment law and business law attorney. And my guest tonight is Sandra Kearney, who is the CEO, president, and founder of Human Power Solutions, and clearly an entrepreneur in her own right. When we come back, we're going to speak more about this issue of what, you know, what macro or micro level challenges employers face and what employees really need. So stay tuned to Talk Radio NYC. We will be right back. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 
microphone there. Welcome back, folks, to Employment Law today. I was telling Sandra before to make sure you unmute after the commercial break. So um, I'm, your, I'm your host, Eric Sauer, uh, here every Tuesday night on Talk Radio NYC with great topics that employers uh, grapple with and face. And in line with that tonight, my guest, uh, again, uh, Sandra Kirby, founder of Human Power Solutions. So Sandra, great to have you on the show this evening. Thank you. Yeah, you know, uh, before our commercial break, Sandra, that last response you were giving to the question of like, what are some of those macro level and micro level challenges employers face today? I heard you talk about, I know there are a few more that we can get to, of course, but when you talk about um, the macro level and some of the larger companies, employers not being open to change, change for hybrid workplace, right? And then the contrast of employees, especially perhaps younger generation employees who crave that change, who want to embrace the new normal and want that hybrid experience or their own more you know, freedom like from micromanagement, freedom from being you know, overly, uh, you know, I guess, uh, told what to do and whatnot, and restricted. And I think it's a great point that, you know, there are two sides of this equation of what the challenges are. There's like, what do the employees see and what do managers see? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I think that we always hear that this, this, the new generation is lazier. They don't want to work. They actually do. They want, they work really hard. Um, You know, I'm, I'm in that world. I've got a 26, 24, 22 year old, you know, my, I mean, they're friends, everyone's working. They just want to be trusted and they want to be treated as people um, and that they have a valuable contribution. That being said, you have to provide training for them. How do you manage your time? How do you, you know, create some work-life balance? What, what are some of the things that you can do to, to help to alleviate stress? So employers are also, some employers are missing that boat where they, they also need to give a skill set, communication skills, how to give feedback, um, how to have an adult conversation when something's going wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all skills mm-hmm. that they don't learn in school and that they're looking to their employees to provide that kind of training to, to increase their professional skills so mm-hmm. they can they can move up the chain. And I think that multi-generational type of training and everyone understanding each other um, is something that we're seeing. It's it's a lot of fun, I, you yeah. know, at, when you get everyone together and they're, oh, wait, you're not as, you know, you're not as unknowledgeable as I thought you were, right? Or, oh, you do know more than I do. And I could tap into your, I could tap into what you know. Um, uh, getting those conversations to going, going would be, is really key. Those conversations, that communication, absolutely, Sandy. Yeah, 100% agree with you there. You know, it's funny, the whole thing about, I hear some people uh, sort of like malign the younger generation, you know, younger millennials and Gen Z. Um, and it's like, first of all, I think, I'm no longer in the younger generation, I'm generation X, but that was being said about my generation 20, 25 years ago. And I'm sure the people before then were being called that. It seems to be almost a, uh, a, a time-honored or time-honored you know, habit to sort of knock the generation below you. But the truth is, as you said, they're not lazy. They are hard, they're hardworking. Um, I've seen it in the level of entrepreneurship that they show in terms of like, people who have multiple gig jobs while also having a startup. I see people who work their way through school. And so I think I think a lot of times, you know, when the more established generation, shall we say seasoned or older, if you will, right, maybe either they might feel threatened by that or they don't understand the particular communication style of a younger generation. It's a shortcut and easy to just write it off as being like recalcitrant, you know, lazy. But if you don't try to understand what people are saying and really take a look at the fact that 
they just have a different style of working, communicating, of expressing their needs than people had 30, 40 years ago. If you don't look at those differences, I think you as an employer are missing the boat, an opportunity to connect with your younger workers. You know? Yeah, and you're missing talent. You're going to miss out yeah. on talent, right? You're going to miss out on, on people. And that's and that it's that's across the board because even, you know, I'm in my 50s and even our, you know, the my peers are saying, I don't have to do this. I can do something else. And mm-hmm. and employers are saying, no, you can't. And they're moving. They're, so, you know, you heard about the great resignation. It really wasn't that. It was just a great mm-hmm. transition. People just yeah. transition, right? Mm-hmm. They weren't resigning. They were leaving companies that didn't meet their needs because they now the genie was out of the bottle and they could have flexibility. They were just as productive, if not more. I know so many people that work harder and longer when mm-hmm. they're at home. Um, mm-hmm. Than they did when they were at the office, taking their breaks, going to coffee, you know, mm-hmm. cubicle talk and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think there's a lot there. But time management has been one of the key uh, mm-hmm. micro issues in there is really teaching people how to be productive mm-hmm. um, and allowing people to put things in their schedule that, you know, feed mm-hmm. them as well. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's a that's a big one. And then the authentic leadership share a little bit about yourself. You know, we're all, we all, we were all in each other's living rooms for the last two years. Um, You know, you don't, you know, we all have dogs. I'm raising two grandkids who are six and four, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm back in mom mode. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I said to my babysitter, I said, I'm on a radio live until six, do not let them knock on the door. (laughs) But that's reality, right? (laughs) Sure, It is absolutely. And so there's no reason that we can't share those experiences or share what's happening now just because we're back in the office. Yeah, very good point. So the authentic leadership, right? Being able to let people into your personal life to whatever extent, you know, appropriate and such, but, you know, within proper boundaries, um, I think that's a good point. I think that, you know, we all had our share of beloved little adorable Zoom bombers of different ages over that, you know, when the pandemic started, so my son is two, almost three, we three in August. And when the pandemic started in March of 2020, he was seven months old. So he wasn't doing much Zoom bombing except for the background, maybe you know, crying and stuff, but not like coming to the room. But he certainly then, as he got older, you know, this one and a half, two, he loves to like, go up to the computer and look in and wave and stuff. And I found that, you know, networking circles where I'd come into a networking group in the city, all, you know, in my like corporate or my lawyer self and not my dad self. And now people see me with my son. You know, I hear one of my colleagues, he thinks the meet's on, it's actually off, and he's yelling at his teenage son to get up and get ready for the fourth day, you know. But so to your point, authentic leadership, I think, is important. And also that time management piece, um, teaching companies about that, as I'm sure you do, um, I, that whole prioritization. You know, I had a guest last week, Joe O'Connor, who's uh, CEO of the four-day work, you know, week global initiative. And we talked about how, you know, like, companies can take it upon themselves like say you know to better uh, manage people's expectations around meetings to shorten the length of meetings to have meetings that are maybe appropriate only and reevaluate is everything a priority is only this a priority? so that's i think i'm sure that's all part of that equation right like what's a priority and what's urgent and what can wait mm-hmm. yeah. yep that urgent important matrix that's i'm actually doing a time management couple hour session on thursday in boston and just we're going to talk about prioritizing like how do you prioritize does this really need to get done who needs to be involved um you know all those kind but but they need but but employees need tools 
And it's not just an innate, it's not something that we just know, right? So I think growing up in in corporate with Marriott, we had Franklin Covey. We we lived and died by our Franklin Covey Covey planner, right? That was it. Mm -hmm. Now we have so many online tools. What are people using? Are they using Teams? Are they using Monday? Are they using HubSpot? Like, what are they using? Mm -hmm. Right, And, And really making sure that they're taking the time to train their employees on how to maximize the technology that they're that they're utilizing um, that that's missing from a lot of our companies. Right, the training and the encouraging people to use technology and not to be uh, fearful of it, not to run away from the technological changes, but rather to embrace them. Um, I know, speaking from my own personal experience over the years, you know, being an attorney with employment law, you know, small practice, couple of counsel associates, you know, paralegal, uh, an admin assistant, and some other help. In different areas, but um, technology can really be a lifesaver. And I'll admit, you know, I'm not by nature a super tech savvy kind of guy. I don't flock to new technology. It's usually thrust upon me, you know, but then once it is, um, if I choose to embrace it, like I look back and I think, how did I function before a certain, you know, high efficient billing software came out or before say the calendar app where people can just, you know, pick a time to talk and and not have to be back and forth with emails. How about Tuesday, 11 o'clock? Let me check my calendar. How about you do Tuesday? You know, so um, I, I tend to agree. I think that, so I'm hearing you say that in terms of challenges that employers face today, and maybe some key topics to focus on would be time management. It would be not micromanaging. And then you mentioned intergenerational um, communication. And that's an interesting one too, because I think that you know, a lot of times when people have different communication styles, they misunderstand or they assign the wrong motive to someone's behavior. It's like a lot of millennials do not talk on the phone much. They're even Gen Z, they text a lot. And I think that for those of us like myself in my late 40s who grew up, you know, with the telephone, um, you regularly call people even early on in my career. And so, but my point is a lot of, I know, I've heard my clients who are upset with a younger employee and they'll say, they're disrespectful. And when we push into that issue, for other reasons that might be coming up, let's say legal issues, they'll say, well, for example, they always, they send a text instead of a phone call. And, you know, I'll say, if you want to communicate more modernly with, like, this is like not, at least what I can see being done as an affront or it's not to be a slacker. It's just like, this is an efficient way that they've grown up with since they were kids, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, you know, I always tell my, I always tell when I'm working with my, with my groups, you know, I say, no one walks in and says, I'm going to really ruin Eric's day today. Right. Yeah. No one goes in with that intention. So, you know, so they have to look at the intentionality as being their, their intentions are good. So let's figure out how we can all communicate. And the other piece is on the onboarding process. So mm-hmm. as you're selling your company, as you're selling your culture of your company and you're onboarding your employees, you have to ask mm-hmm. them, what's your preferred method of communication? Like mm-hmm. how, as your manager, how can I best, you know, serve you? Cause that's what I'm doing. I'm serving you. I'm helping you grow mm-hmm. in your career. Uh-huh. In turn, you're going to be doing the work. What is, what is best for you? Let's, let's get that out in the outset. And they can mm. say, I hate the phone. I want a text. I don't like email, whatever it is. Right. Or mm-hmm. oh, yeah, call me anytime. I love that. Mm-hmm. It, it just asking the questions. Right. And really, you know, there's an investment there. It's a mutual benefit. If that employee, if you're, or rather if that employer is setting up their employees for a success right, and to do the work well, and to stay with the company, that whole 
employee retention issue that we're seeing, as you mentioned earlier in the show, alluded to the great uh, transition. I've heard it called you know, the great resignation, the great reshuffle, the great reprioritization. Um, most of it, I think, you know, it, it's expand, you know, spawned by recent events. The pandemic, as you mentioned, you know, Sandra, I think it's true that we can't get the genie back in the bottle. People have seen the benefits of remote and hybrid workforces. But no, I think you make a really good point about that. You know, you make, make some excellent points about just investing in your workers, asking, asking valuable questions as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, and even in the training space, you know, mm-hmm. we've had clients that we'd have to go on site for. You have to be on site. You have to be on site. Right. You don't have to be on site. For mm-hmm. time management, you can do it very beautifully, you know, virtually. For team mm-hmm. building, probably on site. So we're, we're, we're working with our clients to mm-hmm. let them know, you know, these are the topics that are good in person. These are the ones you can do remotely and save some time for your people traveling. Sure. Makes sense. I hear that balance. I right? got sort of a mix because I know from my own experience too, that some client meetings happen best in person, like an employer, let's say is being audited by the department of labor and they need help with um, their compliance issues or someone, you know, a company being sued for discrimination. Best to have some, some important face-to-face conversations, but a lot of things can be done through Zoom, drafting a contract. And, and I know in, in, the, in the business world, it works in a very similar way. And if you can believe it, Sandra, we're at our next commercial break, but when we, wow, halfway how the time goes. Um, folks, you're watching Employment Law Today. Maybe you're listening live on the radio. I'm your host, Eric Sovereign, Employment Law Attorney here in New York City. My guest tonight from uh, Westboro, Massachusetts is Sandra Kearney of Human Power Solutions. When Sandra and I come back, we'll talk more about some of the challenges that employers face, but also what type of trainings leaders can avail themselves of to invest in their employees. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
Welcome back to Employment Law Today. I'm your host, Eric Sauber, and I'm an employment law attorney. So I do the show called Employment Law Today every Tuesday, 5 p.m. on Talk Radio NYC. And with it, my guest tonight, uh, our guest, Sandra Kearney, CEO and President of Human Power Solutions. And we're talking tonight, folks, if you joined us late, about some comprehensive consulting, comprehensive solutions to challenges that employers faced in the workplace today, in the modern workplace. Um, really great stuff so far, Sandra. Great topic, great, you know, uh, insights you're providing. So we appreciate that you being here tonight in the show. Thank you. Sure, sure thing. You know, I think like, um, we're talking about some of the challenges and the problems and some of the issues like time management and communication with um, different intergenerational employees. I suppose the question becomes, uh, a question for you is what type of trainings specifically should leaders avail themselves of, you know, to really invest in themselves and in their workers? So that's a loaded question um, because every culture is different. So, you know, kind of what, what HPS has done is we've kind of taken our trainings and put them into different buckets. So we have a leadership bucket, we have a communication bucket, a productivity bucket, a sales bucket, um, workplace wellness, uh, HR. So, you know, I think it's really a matter of what bucket are you looking to, you know, to, to work with. And many companies will choose a little bit of everything from each one of the buckets. Yeah. Um, so, you know, really kind of taking a look and, and what is it that your organization really does need? And almost, almost everybody needs emerging leaders. So you have these high potentials, these talented, you know, individuals that you want to invest in. Again, we're looking at retention. We're looking at how are we going to attract talent and how are we going to retain it? Well, we're going to do that by saying, we want to give you some leadership training, you know, before you even get into that leadership position. And mm-hmm. that right there help to um, train the next man up, right? So when there's something available, they're ready to go. Instead of throwing somebody into a position, here, you're a manager now, you're really good at your job, you're a manager, oh, I don't, I don't know how to deal with people, right? Mm-hmm. So that happens quite a bit. So we really, we push that emerging leader, you know, high potential training. Um, I think every employer really needs to look at the workplace wellness. Um, we're hearing a lot about mental, you know, mental health awareness and things like that. You know, two years ago, I lost my partner um, to, you know, mental health issues due to COVID. And it was, it was very traumatic. And there were lots of signs along, along the way um, that, you know, people just kind of shoved aside and that's, you know, really difficult. So, you know, I think bringing, bring it to light and giving your employees tools. It's just really providing tools on how do I manage stress? How do I manage my time? Um, that's something that we, we bring in a lot. And the financial education for people as well, right? Mm. This new generation coming in, they've loaded with student debt. You know, they got lots going on. Rents mm-hmm. are really high. They can't buy a mortgage. While they also, financial literacy, you know, is not, that's also something that we ask them to bring in. A, for employee retention, and B, to reduce the stress and increase productivity uh, for their employees. Mm. So we really, we take that holistic view um, for yeah, training yeah. Uh, and, and you're sitting down and really saying, what is it that you really need? But authentic leadership, communication, time management, and workplace wellness are, are some of the top ones that we that we do. Yeah. Sorry to hear about the loss of your you know, partner you mentioned a couple of years ago. And that's really, you know, clearly the mental health um, uh, struggles, challenges are very real. And I think that the pandemic has definitely made that uh, a, a big issue and yeah. more so. Um, but I think, you know, you're right about those different buckets of training and how it comes back to some key like basics. Like I think 
most companies, if not all, can use like the workplace wellness, you know, the leadership, the communication. Um, yeah, the workplace wellness is so important. I think that I think for a long time companies had this maybe misguided notion, right? That maybe this is what human power solutions helps people with. The, getting rid of that mistaken belief that like what you do in your mental health is separate from work. That's your quote unquote private life, right? That's what you do with your therapist or your, you know, um, or mental health professionals. And somehow when you come into the office, that that those, those issues no longer exist or are relevant. And I think a lot of companies are realizing that, you know, to talk about mental health issues and struggles and employee assistance programs that, you know, those aren't, you know, dirty words. It's not a bad, it's actually a, a virtue. And it's a great thing for companies to really, I see enlightened companies really talking about these issues with each other and with their, their management and with the employees as well. Yeah. And it's not just, so when I owned the gym, the, the gym yes. was a corporate gym. So we went out and we did corporate wellness. We went and did on-site exercise, yoga, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's not just the the head stuff. It's just physically, right. Getting people up and moving and, and, you know, have, having some fun boot camps or things, you know, we used to drag equipment out to, you know, one of our big clients and we set up at the, in their yard after work from five to six and wow. 25 people would come out and just, exercise together mm-hmm. you know? and just providing those kinds of opportunities again it's for camaraderie it's it's part of your culture you know so mental health doesn't need to be this heavy mental health right it doesn't mm-hmm. need to be this i'm depressed or i'm anxious or things it could just mm-hmm. be hey let's get people moving and let's get them excited and let's have a contest for walking or whatever it is um mm-hmm. so, I, so i think there's a lot of different looks to it um when it mm-hmm. comes to workplace wellness interesting point there sandra yeah, yeah not necessarily always a very heavy, intense or a drastic draconian move or a conversation, but could just be, you know, some group exercise as a way to connect, to physically move the body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, if people, employees do need certain help, there are employees, employee assistance programs out there you know, that they can avail themselves of. Um, but, you know, good to have this tr- sort of information because I feel like a lot of times we talk about the need for companies to, you know, to, to do certain things like improve time management and improve communication. But if there aren't trainings on how to do that, you know, it's like telling a football team, you know, the goal is to, you know, just score more touchdowns and block the team from scoring. But how? I guess that's where the X's and O's come in and the coaches, you know, with the huddles and stuff, you know. Yeah. And I think the other thing that uh, companies really need to do is figure out if their processes are, are what they need to be. So a lot of continuous improvement and process improvement, you know, a lot of people look at the lean and the Six Sigma initiatives as just being for manufacturing companies, you know, you value stream mapping and all the Kaizen events and all the things that happen in the back, which, mm-hmm. you know, we do for the manufacturers, but we've also come back into our offices and said, what are your processes for, you know, your paper flow? What are your processes for, for those kinds of things? Let's alleviate redundancy. Mm-hmm. you know what we're doing um so we bring in lean for office a lot of times too and companies are like that's a game changer because Mm -hmm. again people feel more productive they feel like they they can move the needle and they're not doing things over and over and over again and things aren't getting done so i think companies really need to take a look a hard look at their processes Mm -hmm. and see where people are getting bogged down and where they're getting frustrated right Mm -hmm. um because that provides a lot of back talk and all the you know all the little gossipy stuff that goes on. It's just because people are frustrated mm-hmm. if things aren't getting done. Yeah. What are some of those lean? We hear about lean management, lean operations a lot. Are there a couple of, uh, I guess, um, hallmarks of that or certain like aspects of lean that stand out to you? 
Yeah, like I love the four day work week. So I wish uh-huh. I, had, I know. <laughs> you know, again, it's a, it's effective meeting management. It's it's being able to you know have an agenda, hold the time. Who needs to, who really needs to be involved here? Do you have to do you have to have the meeting? Right. Can, can it just be a share drive? Um, you know, those kinds of things. And, and it's really we or you take your sales process or you take your we're in a dentist's office and we're looking at the the flow of insurance paperwork and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll take that. We'll take everything and just kind of like spread it out and say, mm-hmm. OK, here's all the steps that we take. How can we maximize each one of those steps? What right. things are we doing? Who's touching it? And so it's it's, it's basically taking all these little pieces and, and just breaking it all down saying, what, what can we eliminate? What can we combine? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh-huh. what do you want to do? Should you do, should you get rid of it's, it's, it's that yeah. I, I'm, we're talking to business owners. So they know what I'm talking about. Yes. Actually, <laughs> it's like trimming the fat literally, you know, and the redundancy, right. Or the excess or the unnecessary, you know, sort of cutting to the chase of things like with, uh, with communication style, with meetings, you know, I've seen, over the years, um, companies in, in have trainings about, you know, how to write emails in the most efficient way. And that's something right there, you know, how to sort of cut to the chase in that regard. Um, I think that, you know, companies are going more and more towards that lean model of, of management and operations, at least if they're in the know and they really want to improve and, and change the times, you know. Yeah. And, and and with those emails, right? So Eric, I'm sure you see certain people like certain things. So we, yeah. we train like this type of person and this type of person in your organization, bullet points, no fluff. Right. Someone else in your organization, if you don't give them fluff, they're going to get mad. Right. So you know it's also, you know, it's also helping to train your employees. And again, again, it's asking the question, how do you like to be communicated to having mm-hmm. that open conversation? Um you know, we want to talk about the Patriots, sorry, New York, but, you know, we want to talk about the Patriots or, you know, the Red Sox or the weather, or someone just doesn't even care and they just want to know what's the meat of the email. So, Right. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess, you know, all these topics we're discussing from communication styles, you know, to time management, there are nuances and different people have different preferences. For example, you mentioned, Sandra, earlier about how some people, some employees work better from home. Um, without uh, distractions, without, you know, cubicle talk, whatnot. And yet other people, right, focus best when they're sort of, you know, at the workplace, like they get into the zone, you know, they have the, maybe the commute to get them like in the flow and, and they have that separation from home. And maybe there's a, a different surroundings. Maybe their home is filled with like, you know, their refrigerator and their snack pantry and their TV. And um, everything you're right depends on the person, you know. Yes. Um, and I think like companies think you maybe need to, as you said, as you pointed out, need to recognize that. So there's not really, I suppose, a one size fits all approach, is there? No, there's not. And that's what um, a lot of that's what a lot of people think there is, and there just isn't. You know, right. with with, uh, with <clears throat> Rada's company, you know, she she can she's doing four ten hour days, and she go in, she can go in and she can work from home. And you know, she's like, I like to go in a couple of days because you know the cafeteria is good. I get to see people. Mm-hmm. And she's like, if I want to do ten hours at home, I can do that because my commute's less. So mm-hmm. just having that flexibility, you know, is is huge. Um, it, yeah. it and it depends on the person. My son loves going in. Huh? I think five days he'll be he'll be in the office every day. He loves it. Really? Um, yeah. uh-huh. He feeds on, you know, he's an extrovert. He feeds on the office, you know, uh, energy and things like that. So it's just allowing people to be productive in the way that they want to be. Right. So allowing them, giving them that space 
to do so. I, I relate to your son's style in terms of being an extrovert. And for me, that looks like the balance of um, two to three days in my office and two to three days at home. And I will batch meetings with people in person when I'm going to the city. But there are times when I will just go in um, because I want to be around some people. You know, my wife's working, you know, at her job in New Jersey. We live in New Jersey and I'm home and it's it's sort of crickets and I, I need, you know, to have like people to walk past, say hello to um, just the people, you know, the receptionist in my office and so forth and clients and people that share other offices down the, you know, in the row. But no, I think you make a good point there, Sandy, that, you know, a, a company um, in terms of training for leadership and training for like communication, um, it has to be, I think, a communication to learn what your specific employees want and need and to have, to some extent, a tailored approach to say, so like, okay, your son, you know, can go in every day if he wants to. Um, maybe someone else would find that, like, to be, like, a hard fate, you know, and they used to work from home for two years, and they want to work from home three days, three days a week, and so they can do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We're actually our next commercial break, if you can believe it. Um, when we come back, I'm going to ask uh, Sandy to tell us more about her and her company's unique philosophy, methods, and approaches We've heard a lot so far, but more than about how they distinguish themselves in terms of employee relations and, and HR communication. So you're watching or listening to Employment Law Today. I'm your host, Eric Sauver. My guest tonight is Sandra Kearney from Human Power Solutions. Stay tuned to Talk Radio NYC. Folks, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Calling all pet lovers... Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to Employment Law Today. I'm here tonight on Talk Radio NYC with my guest, Asanja Kearney of Human Power Solutions. And for those of us who've been listening or maybe joined late, Sandra and I have been talking about some of the comprehensive approach, comprehensive consulting 
that employers and companies need. We talked about communication styles, leadership training, time management, um, some of the micro level and macro level challenges that employers face in the workplace, and also the types of trainings that leaders can avail themselves of. And then, of course, throughout the show, Sandra has been sharing uh, bits and pieces about what her approach is to human power solutions. So I guess my, my last question, Sandra, I wanted to ask you like in more detail, if you can share it with our viewers, um, what is your unique philosophy, maybe your trademark unique methods and approaches that human power solutions takes to distinguish yourself from other employee relations or marketing or HR consulting firms out there? Uh, so I think the biggest thing that differentiates ourselves is the fact that we listen to our clients mm-hmm. and, um, and, and we listen to our clients and then mm-hmm. when we get into the training that we listen to the participants. So sometimes the employers and the leaders uh, think that they need something, but they actually need something else. And we are not afraid to say, this is not what you need. This mm-hmm. is the direction that we're going to go into. Um, so I think that's really important. We do our trainings uh, broken up into small buckets. So we, we don't do eight-hour trainings or four-hour trainings. We'll do trainings. You know, we'll figure out what we need. We'll do once a week for 90 minutes if it's virtual, three hours if it's live, you know, once bi-weekly, bi-monthly, just so people can grab little nuggets of, tra- of, of things that they can try mm-hmm. and then come yeah. back and say, oh, that really worked really well. And then we talk about that and then we give them some more. So we really believe in transformational training versus the eight hour training where, where everyone's asleep by 11 and they're not paying attention. Um, that also allows uh, the participants to block off that time and to know that they're going to have the rest of the day. Um, so they're not going to lose the entire day. So uh, we think that's, that's really important. And the other thing that we do, that I think that's very different is just in our customized approach. Um, we have a generic curriculum of over 150 courses um and so real generic and then we just take it and we will talk about a topic and we facilitate discussion mm-hmm. so um it's not like a death by powerpoint or here's our system and this is how you have to do it right it's really about what's going to work for you what's going to work for your company um give you a quick story because stories kind of tell it all yeah no i love stories stories are great uh-huh. i was doing a i was doing a training on hr on on an interviewing, uh, an mm. interviewing, which, um, and, and we, we approach this not from the HR perspective, but from the manager perspective, how do you, how do you have an effective interview? Mm-hmm. And I was working with a, um, with a client who, um, more in the manufacturing space. And so, you know, not a lot of formal training and things like that, as far as, you know, how to interview and how to do all that. So, you know, the entire two and a half hours we were together, um, I was like, well, come up with these questions think about this and put them in small groups. And they, you know, halfway through, I did a check-in like, how are you guys doing? And they were like, our last training, we didn't really have to think this much. And I I I go, you know what, guys, I'm here for four weeks. This is your job. So if you can't think for yourself and problem solve and figure out what, how to hire these people, what questions to ask, then I haven't done my job. So I think that's, that's the differentiator for us. You know what's so funny? I was actually going to ask you if you can share, like, say, uh, an example, and then you actually did. I, I love, I think, anecdotes and stories that sort of, you know, will describe what's happening. Yeah, good point. You know, it's funny how they didn't expect that to actually have to do some maybe a heavier lifting, some work in that training, and yet, you know, you're there to teach a person how to fish, right? Not just fish for them and give them the fish, you know. Um, I hear that. I do. I think that, you know, the what you described, you know, Sandra, the uh, human power solutions, like listening to your clients and and the smaller nugget trainings, 
That's something that I do with my clients in terms of compliance. I'd rather help them comply in, in, in sort of smaller mic meetings because I learned years ago that the four-hour meeting, well, I find it fascinating. I love employment labor law. I love, I could, you know, go like nuts and stuff. I enjoy it, passionate about it. Um, not everybody is. And so some of my clients in engineering, like an engineering firm, love the engineering, but they hate all the language, you know. So, so giving them smaller sort of consultative meetings of 30, 45 minutes, an hour, can be helpful. So I appreciate that you have that similar approach um, with your clients. And then of course, mm-hmm. facilitating discussions, you know, getting people into um, into the sort of the thick of it, really, you know, I think interesting. And uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really important to, to we're very, we're workshop style, everything's just workshop style. Um, so, and you know, so people often, you know, you know, and there's sometimes some topics I'm like, you know, you tell me, you tell me what, how it works here. You know, you mm-hmm. tell me, you know, what you do and let's talk mm-hmm. about the, how you, how you're communicating mm-hmm. and having those kinds of open discussions and then um, making sure that they're in small groups, whether it's video, whether if we're on zoom and breakout rooms or whether we're live or in groups and just mixing up the groups to get people to get different perspectives from their peers. And mm-hmm. it creates these relationships and these, the mm-hmm. safety of ask, being able to ask questions mm-hmm. uh, maybe to somebody else rather than just their manager. Um, so it, it provides those, that relationship. I can't tell you the time I've been that we've trained on Zoom with companies that no one had even met each other. And then we just pop them into different breakout rooms and, and give them a topic to talk about. And, mm-hmm. you know, and they they feel like they know each other. It's pretty yeah. amazing. It's powerful. Especially with, you know, companies more and more that might be hiring remotely. And so maybe their employees don't get that opportunity, that chance to really bond and connect the same way that, you know, you and I, let's say, did when I worked at law firms, out of law school and maybe you worked in, you know, the companies you mentioned, like Chili's and Marriott. Um, I think that was really great, you know, points to raise in terms of like how uh, human power solutions can distinguish itself you know, from the companies. Because I think a lot of people are in this space of consultative leadership training and, and, and you know, honing skill sets. But, you know, to have that sort of smaller trainings and interactive approaches is really good to know. Yeah, and I think the other piece for your audience, the New York audience anyway, and the Massachusetts audience is there is grant money available in both states to provide training. Um, So that's something that we also do. That's one of our innovative thing, unique approaches is that we help write those grants for our our clients. So help them access the money. That is, I think, a really good point, you know, as well. It's good to remind people that they have that opportunity. You know, we are uh, coming towards the end of our show. We've got about a couple minutes left. I want to turn the floor over to you to let people know how can they contact you? What's your info? Any up- upcoming events you have? A couple minutes. The floor is yours for 90 seconds. Oh, thanks. Uh, so not, not many events coming up. We're doing a lot of training, um, but they can reach us. You can check out a list of our websites in our buckets at www.hpowersolutions.com. I'm all over LinkedIn. So I love people to follow me on LinkedIn and just connect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I, you know, all that. I love that. So it's LinkedIn uh, backslash Sandra Kearney, just my name. And um, yeah, so check out the website, you know, connect with me and love to, I love to do one-on-ones. I never say no. Uh, yeah. I always find it's interesting to meet people. And for those listening, maybe you're watching, right. We've got um, uh, that Sandra Kearney is uh, S-A-N-D-R-A for Sandra Kearney is K as in kite E. As in Edward A, as in Apple R, as in Ralph N, as in Nancy E Y. Just in case people go to like Sandra Kearney and don't see it, like right. you know, um, great to know that your website, your contact information. Um, you know, I think we're good to have that that backdrop. 
And um, yeah, I think, you know, in terms of like events coming up, you can go to the website, you can post and check out Sandra and her company. Um, so we're well, coming to a close. I'll just uh, want to thank you sincerely, Sandra. Thank you so much for being a guest on our show tonight. You know, we try to tackle the issues that employers and business owners everywhere are facing. And if you like the show, if you like what you heard out there in the audience this evening, tell your friends, tell your colleagues, tell your clients to tune in Tuesday nights, right? Tuesday evenings, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on talkradio.nyc. You can catch us uh, live on the Facebook page, or you can catch us on video, or listen to the uh, website for the live, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Amazon, and Google Play. So again, I just want to thank you so much, you know, Sonia, for coming out tonight. Um, tune in. We have some great programs up ahead and overall great programs on the station. Um, again, my guest tonight was Sandra Kearney of Human Power Solutions. And I um, just want to thank you again, Sandra, for being here. I think you gave our audience a lot of information to really think about. And, you know, with that, I'll bid you a good night and I'll follow up with you in person. We should definitely communicate one-on-one and just keep in touch. So. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. It's a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you again, Sandra. All right. And everyone out there in the audience, wish you a very pleasant evening and a great week. And uh, Sandra, once again, thank you and be well. Great. Thank you. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. 
Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about help to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.